Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome, Porcupine. Adam Nutter. Hey, you know that, though. Uh, real quick, let's get some. We're live, so let's get some fucking show dates out of the way. Oh, first, follow me, Adam Nutter, on Twitter. That's all I really give a shit about. Twitter. Go go Twitter now. Go Twitter now. At Adam Nutter. Follow me there. Uh, so it's live. We're live. So tomorrow night, the 2nd, June 2nd, 9 p.m., I'll be at The Stand, New York. Come on out to that show. Uh, it's going to be fucking a blast. Downstairs room, I think. So come on out. Uh, June 11th, uh, Poppin, Chalthon, Pennsylvania. I won't be there. I'll be in Mexico. Fuck yes. But there's a show there uh, that Drop Ten puts on, uh, the same one we do monthly. So go to that, droptent.com slash events for tickets. Uh, June 14th at like 8 p.m., I'll be at Helium in Philly. Coming out to that. Tickets are available at, uh, at the Helium's website. Uh, then June, July 9th and 10th. I think, I think tentatively it's still happening. I'll be with Robbie Bernstein at the Whiskey Rebellion doing stand up. Not sure if that's happening or not yet. So it's tentative. But if, if that goes on, that's happening, I'll be there. Then August 12th and 13th, I'll be in Steamboat Springs, Colorado with Kyle Ruff. Uh, come on out to that. Get your tickets, droptent.com slash events. And go listen to Cult of Us. Cultofus.com, uh, youtube.com slash cultofus. Go subscribe. My comedy podcast. No politics there. Just dick jokes. I promise. All right. <sighs> Fuck, man. <laughs> All right, guys. My guest this evening. Uh, we're going to be talking Reno Reset. because It was a big weekend for, for the Mises Caucus and Libertarian Party in general. And anybody in the middle who isn't a fucking cunt and actually cares about liberty. That's what I think. So if you guys, so my guest to uh, help me out, uh, two people were there. One wasn't like I wasn't either. So uh, my polar bear, brother bear, Leighton Radner, Mr. Tyler Yankee, and Mr. James Gentleman. Gentlemen, how are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, what kind first of-, of all, go. What's up? Who's saying what? Tyler, you saying something? Uh, I just said I'm doing good. I just waited for these losers to chime in first because they seem that kind of so. <laughs> losers. That's fair. No, they are. Everyone here is a loser, including me. Uh, guys, I'm super jealous that I wasn't there. I couldn't. Uh, I had pr- pr- prior shows and stuff I had to do. Um, you guys saw. You guys were there. Tyler and James. Uh, Late and I weren't being there. How was it? Like the fucking energy. Like, give me your fucking takes on the whole weekend. Like your whole week there. James, why don't you you were really active? Yeah, you were actually mic. super involved. So like, yeah, yeah, it was one of the best weekends of my life. Am I am I audible? Am I okay sounding? Yeah, yeah. So it was one of the best weekends of my life. Um, I was on the Mises Caucus floor team, which means I've been staying up till one, two in the morning every night for several weeks, uh, meeting, prepping documenting etc uh and it was it really paid off it was great um we had our we had our kind of uh what i, I don't know what you call him he's like a he's like a coup master he's a parliamentarian named jj out of philly 
and um he was sort of our mastermind um he's a retired parliamentarian whose like specialty is these takeovers um he's done it like even with churches and stuff like that where like the congregation wanted to oust a pastor or whatever fuck yeah um, church hostile church takeover yeah the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck yeah so like that's just what he does and um so we had him in our pocket he was he was really wedded to the Karen Ann case when she got fucked over by the LNC and she told him, Hey, here's what we're doing. And he was like, I'd love to help. Um, it's probably the last project he's ever going to work on. He's technically retired. So he's not going to be doing any like, you know, actual parliamentarianing. And he did it all for us for free. Um, so anyway, it was super exciting. Uh, like, uh, like was mentioned, I, I was behind the mic a whole lot of the time. Um, even got to get into it with Nick Sarwark a couple of times. Dude, there's a uh, really funny picture of you out there. There's so many. Mike, and you're just like this in your phone, just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> casually my, not going to give a shit what this fucking tool saying. Every buddy, time the camera would cut and James was on, it was, it was a new experience. <laughs> it was a new just, meme. Just, just looking annoyed. Yeah. The the one with me on my phone, Um, my, oh, my boys from Minnesota, Sam Whiplinger and Derek. Uh, oh yeah, Sam I, don't, would be I don't think too. I don't think Derek uses his last name, so I'm just gonna call him Derek James. Um, we're like in the background there. Derek, uh, he just he just kind of hogged the mic the whole time. He he would every so often get up and just kind of you know once it was his turn to come to the mic, uh, he would be like, uh, yeah, y'all y'all go to lpmn.org and buy our merch. Like just like random stuff, uh, hawking the Libertarian Party of Minnesota just to keep the keep the horrible people off the microphone. Uh, James, could you point your camera down a little bit? <laughs> people are yeah i can about your sure. fucking angle i still uh, say one of the this. best like on stream moments was the camera cuts to mitch connor from florida and he's wearing his own merch the the smith revolution 24 stuff and he pulls it down and gives this face and it is the most memeable image <laughs> dude there were so many funny meme like memeable images like uh like in like from the, from that weekend, like the Sarwalk head down, uh, the one I just said with you guys behind him is so funny. Uh, him be uh, uh, there was one with him pointing. I was like, I said he looks like Jeremy Piven in old school. He's like, this man accosted me. This man accosted. Me. It's like you just fucking me. ran into. Him. We also. Uh, by the way, I have to point out the hackness in the fucking chat. Four people made the same exact joke. This what one. Was it? This joke. This is why you guys aren't comics and you guys want to shit on me. Think and outside you... the fucking box. It's the obvious joke, you fucking hacks. God damn. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm not gay. And Jesus Christ. No, you are. Uh, um, I, I met no, James. You a, no, you ride a bicycle. You are gay. That's uh, Actually, you, no, you're, you're right. You're worse. You're something else. Uh, you're, 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 let me just tell you. You're asexual automatically. You're an awful person. You ride a bike. Hey, you're hey. just a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I met Nick Gillespie. And I was hanging out with Reed and, and Brian McWilliams and I met Nick Gillespie and we started having a conversation I had a, a shirt with Tour de France stuff on there. And he gets so in, in, intrigued that we are having this conversation that he followed me on Twitter so we can talk later. So fuck you. Uh, I, <laughs> I got that. The, look, I'll just say about the, the whole weekend, it, sh the, it was shining on me personally. Um, I met so many great people. Dave came up and he looked at me and he goes, I know you. I just saw your podcast. Now he didn't probably watch the whole thing, but that was really cool. I got to, I you know take pictures with him. I met James. I Brian McWilliams sat by me, and uh, he is a fucking class clown. And it was it made the whole thing dur uh, you know endurable. Um, 
anyway, it was great. I, I had a I had a wonderful time there. But as far as all the stuff goes, and James will probably attest to this too, and you've probably heard another podcast. The first day was unbearable and and uh, with all the parliamentary stuff and the going back and forth when you look back at it you're like oh that was necessary and we had to get kind of through that and it was important but man it made me want to just set fire to that place and leave cool. that I, I first think day that... was pretty awful for me too uh we were we were still kind of getting our sea legs as far as like how to make motions and stuff i mean it wasn't my first convention but it was my first convention being actually like active at the mic and stuff so they did set uh, you down that one time yeah i know i know i remember and she was wrong too. If I had known why she was wrong, I could have argued it, but I I, I didn't have my citations for. I was I was yelling I was yelling at the TV when she did that because I was like I think he's right. Like <laughs> there's there's a way he's right. I know he's right. Uh, I think it was like a motion to recess or something like that. I, I don't yeah. remember. It was some sort of finer point of parliamentarianism. I'll just say uh, we I got there on Thursday and we went to the Dave stuff. And my wife, my wife went with me just because she was bored here and she was just going to go hang out. But she said, one of the first things she she goes, why did you bring me to Comic-Con? <laughs> that was a pretty good, accurate statement. James, it's right. Yeah, you're going to fucking, yeah, you're going to be, you'll be like running that shit in uh, fucking uh, like two years. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm taking a parliamentarian class. I, I I mean, I would love to be the next JJ, to be honest. Yeah, the... Uh... Uh, Audrey says, uh, Reno, not quite as exciting, but every bit the bloodbath is Williamsport. Yeah, PA was, as uh, James, you know. <laughs> that was that was fun, too. PA was fucking fun. <laughs> was well, fucking... and PA was where PA was where Heist saw me behind the mic for the first time and was like, oh, man, I should probably tap him for national. So I'm glad I went, even if it was kind of a waste of time for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sarwalk was not as dramatic on PA as he was in, obviously, uh, as he was out in Reno with the whole call on the the cops and shit thing, but uh, he was still, well, you know, trying. I think he called the it. cops. Still, well, he definitely did. At that point, he didn't have the Smollett uh, uh, situation to look back on as historical anchor for what he was planning. <laughs> it really is similar. I mean, when you see the uh, what happened, the video, and then the fact that he was he called the cops on that guy, which yeah. um, you know, nothing's going to happen because there was video there, but. He tries to ruin some guy's life in a yeah. sense for a political story. Um, despicable. He's a Fed, so that's what Feds oh. do. <laughs> they yeah. Fed. Really, he called. He so he didn't call the cops on me, thank God. But uh, he did. He did threaten to call security on me. We got into it on the floor. Well, off the kind of off to the side of the floor, um, over by like a water jug thing. I walked up to him because um, the day before the day before this conversation took place, he had. Um, warned us. He was like, "Hey, you guys don't want to do what you're what you're doing. The reason you don't is because it's not actually going to make things more efficient." We all thought we were going to speed things along by like I don't know. Remember, I, I don't I don't quite remember. It might have been like lowering vote thresholds or something like that. Um, or uh, anyway, he goes, "Look, we've done this before. Uh, it's going to take longer to vote than it's going to save you time. Um, just don't do it. It's not even worth it." Uh, I've chaired a number of these things. I've been to even more what you're doing, what you're saying you're going to do. Don't, you don't want to do. So I was like, you know, appreciative of that because it, it imparted upon us some historical knowledge. And I thought, Hey, you know, this is kind of an old guard dude. Um, maybe he, maybe that's his role. Maybe he does need to impart upon us the historical knowledge. So I went up to him the next day. I said, Hey, uh, Mr. Sarwark, my name is James Gentleman. Um, we've met once before we were both kind of drunk. He, and he remembered, he was like, yeah, we've met in Pennsylvania. I remember you. Um, which, you know, typical politician, but also kind of cool. Uh, and um, so I said, I wanted to thank you for 
making for for you know letting us know that what we wanted to do wasn't going to be the right move um uh and then i said and he said sure you're welcome or whatever um and then i said i made the mistake of saying um hopefully you know after the after all the dust settles after this we'll be able to kind of work together or whatever you know just the, the platitudes that you say to somebody who's your opponent and he said no i don't think that's going to be possible and the and let me tell you why and he started telling me all the reasons that reason that mises is wrong and he's right and blah 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 um, so I argued, you know, we argued back and forth for a couple of minutes, uh, and it came down to, um, him shitting on Dave, bringing up the, the fucking Soho forum debate again. Um, and, he's acting like a, like a guy who like his chick broke up with him seven years ago, moved yeah. on, has kids. He's like, he's like that one time in high school, like she broke up with me at the prom. And like, if she just didn't, I would have my shit together. It's like, that's how it's he's acting. Vice versa. So, it's a girl who got good dick hitting up her ex. Being like... and, and he told me that he thought that Johnston, Johnson Weld was a radical libertarian, uh, uh, <laughs> ticket i was like what what like these guys are centrist republicans at best and that so that you know that got me a little bit you know my emotions rise a little bit and i shouldn't have gotten emotional over this i really shouldn't have um but then uh he somehow it got into the lack of messaging in 2020 uh and you know how they completely ignored that COVID even was a thing um and when i brought up COVID, he was like this is where i'm going to this, that, this is where I'm going to bring this conversation to a stop. And he started to walk off, but I was in the middle of a sentence. So I started to like follow him towards the door just so I could finish my sentence. And that's when he was like, you don't want me to call security on you. I'm like, well, well, come on, dude. I'm not even like raising my hands. I'm not, I'm not like being animated. I'm, I'm making my point and finishing it because you're walking off in the middle of a sentence. Don't, don't treat me like a punk. Like, I mean, you know, obviously we're not going to finish this conversation on good terms, but at least let me finish my sentence. Right. Okay, I, so I, I want I, I, couples I want all the time when they're going through divorce to uh, like don't be around each other because of the restraining order issue. And Nick is that prime person calling the right. cops before what he was doing with you, James, was a warning of I'm on edge. I will fuck you over and call the cop. I mean, that's that's yeah, he's insane. What's interesting, too, he made two comments there. Uh, he, he said he's going to raise three point five million dollars to run against Mises candidates. But I'm like, you, and you couldn't have raised that kind of money when you were in charge of the LP. Right. Now you're now you're going to do it. And then the other one is, remember the little clip with Dave? I posted it up there where he's like, yeah, you vote for Cheney, you vote yeah, for Hillary, yeah. you even vote for Hitler, yeah. right? But it's the LP that's important. Until I leave, and now it's it's only when it's important of uh, who I want, right? It, he's he's a he's a mixed bag, and he's a is a horrible person. I, I really believe that. And as much like Joe Jorgensen, I mean, people want to give her some credibility, but what she said about Dave was so specific. And everybody wants to check out my little breakdown of that. I, I do, and she's a horrible person for what she did there as well. And they don't deserve um, any kind of respect. I'll yeah, respect I, a lot of people that were there this weekend that don't agree with us. Uh, just real quick, I, I was in line on uh, Sunday morning and for coffee, which was a horrible line. James could probably attest to this. And there's a guy that's sitting behind me. And by the way, he looked just like old Clint had a shaved head and he had been voting against us the whole time. And he didn't know who I was, but he's talking. And he also to... have an old gay Reed Coverdale boyfriend next to him. <laughs> Everyone was old gay uh, Reed because there was beards uh, plenty there. But he was saying, hey, they took over. They raised a ton of money. They were organized. You know, it was actually very efficient. Uh, back to what James was saying, what, what actually did take place. And he's like, I hope 
they they push this and they and they they are successful with this. And I was like, I liked that he's you know there's an older guy, older ladies, and that they were actually accepting of that and that they see that you know there could be some progress with that. So congrats on them. Embrace those people and fuck Sarwak. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that after after looking at everything over this last like convention, kind of as an outside viewer watching the 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 stream. It seemed to me that uh, the Mises people were trying to move things along as quickly as possible, and the the, the only hangups uh, that were on stream were from people that were clearly not Mises affiliated. James could probably talk to that. That was their tactic. I, I was gonna say, uh, James, right in Pennsylvania, that same thing happened in Pennsylvania, where like they were like like Sam Robb, who headed the convention for at the time for PA, was literally talking like he was like, "We are not." slowing things down on purpose i'm like you are <laughs> no one talks like that yeah that's i i don't i don't understand because even even um aaron star from california who uh in a lot of ways is on our side he does that and i don't get it i i don't understand why when you get behind a microphone all of a sudden you become super thoughtful like it's that's just not what happens. I, I don't know. I mean, I've been behind plenty of microphones, and I talk faster behind the mic than if I, any, I was going to say. If anything, you get more nervous because you're not used. To, most people aren't used to it, and you start to be like, "Uh, uh freeze!" You you just want to go. You're in for yeah. out. You don't start to pontificate. Also, who the fuck are you, fucking uh, Plato? <laughs> Suck my dick. Yeah, like, you're, right. You're fucking, <laughs> you're fucking Nick Sorwalk and Sam Rob. Like, I even really, I don't even have a problem with Sam Rob. But like the whole thing of like, you know, it's like, come on. I know what you're doing. Like you're you're not some fucking philosopher. Like you're not like you're not gonna spit out the craziest, most thoughtful, mindful shit I've ever heard in my life. You're just gonna say some other boring Lobert shit I've heard a thousand times already. Shut the fuck up. By the way, uh, I think it's also important on the time thing. So our whole idea was to get this done. They're going to delay, delay until Sunday comes, and the planks are not gonna be able to. We're not gonna be able to get those done or what have you. And then we will have to go home, and they're not taken care of. Um. Okay, thank you, Karen Ann. <laughs> but Sarwak and they're slow playing a vote, okay? And it's slow and it's slow and it's slow. And um, then Nick gets up there. Then we find out that the building, we actually don't have it till three. That's just the live stream. We have it till midnight. And their whole game plan goes out the window. And, yeah. and he gets up to the mic and he says, and he admits that that's what they were doing, right? And we were ready to vote to ballots are done we're going to count him no matter if you have them in or not and that's i think why he was over getting in a fight but he's like it's a two minute warning now that two minute you know two minute game now we've decided we're in overtime those strategies are over people so they don't have a discord and a way to communicate like we do so that was his way of signaling to everybody okay strategy's done we've got to try something else and uh, he, he basically admitted exactly what we were accusing him of it was crazy shit yeah yeah, well, I, I like you how, can uh, hear that okay, play like, out. Right. You can hear that play out on the stream. Like if you, for instance, you can hear when the commotion with him starts. You can hear him moving around the room and everything if you actually listen, because you can hear him talking as he's going around. And I do think he kind of pre-planned that whole thing. The guy who's leaving the microphone is walking in a straight line. Like he, he's he Sarwark walks into him. By every definition of the word. <laughs> like, By the way, Karen's yeah. comment was the one maybe of the weekend from the, the whoever was chairing the yeah. meeting. So Karen Ann always kills. Yeah, she's uh um I, I like how I like how um 
Yeah. So, somehow, somehow, someone. We I guess we have a mole, but someone leaked the fucking like uh, the plan, the floor plan yeah. for like. I think everybody expected that to happen. Some asshole was probably be dude. A dick. You're probably right. Yeah. Obviously, I, right. But one of the one of the suspects of the leak was a guy from South Dakota whose name I, I can't I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even gonna try. Never would again. Um, Benedict uh, something. Uh, Benedict. We, Benedict Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Arnold is it Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling tra- traitor? Is it traitor? We elected him our our alt for uh, Region Six. Um, he was pretty freaking based on the first on the first LNC meeting, and I actually confronted him about the leak, and his response was just to look me in the eye and say bullshit. I saw it online before I saw it in the Discord. Um, so you know, I mean, it's possible that he was the leak. It's also possible that he wasn't. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I wish I could. God, I wish I could remember his last name. It's Mark something. Um, but uh, well, it's I, also hopefully, possible. hopefully he's got the next two years to clear his name because he seemed like a really cool dude, it's and just, he, I, uh, yeah, and he's got LNC experience too, which we you know is also needed. Um, there's a few other old hats on there, but I I just think it's funny how like uh like that got leaked, and then again like the cathedral guys and stuff like they posted like this is the MC floor plan. It's like being organized and prepared. <laughs> yeah exactly like, yes that's the floor plan in a sense I, my understanding I, I was like behind just kind of like following along but it was drafted in a way to front load it get um angela boom quick josh or or eric or whomever the lnc and the, the vp in the chair and then just steamroll everything else so that you know you had the important stuff done up front in case something bad would happen and um we barely got that through thanks to toad and his, his bowels. If everyone hasn't heard that story, go check it out. Uh, almost everywhere, it's disturbing. I haven't heard the story. Can you can oh. you give us the the summary? Since, yeah, uh, sure. You know we had the, um, Whitney's up there chairing it, and they do the two thirds uh, the the vote to uh, adopt the I think the agenda, and she says nope, doesn't pass, which was crazy because it was super you know close. So then we do a standing vote. Toad has gone and and overdone himself on multiple meals already. Um, he indulged like, like some sort of uh, raging bull in the, the luncheon line, ate every single dessert he could, and his bowels were about ready to give out. Okay, so he's standing up in line, waiting to vote, and uh, barely votes, stands up, runs and, and craps himself. And we end up winning by, I think it was literally a vote on that. So it was, he thinks uh, he, his bowels saved us, or his bowels almost. And, and, you know, that's, everyone else is fine, but I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> Way to go, Toad! Thanks. What, yeah. what was the uh, what was it like for when you guys voted for like Angela? Like to get to, like was it like just a like resounding like fucking like yes like finally like a like a do you guys like she, physically feel like a weight almost lifted out of like the yeah like, she won like sixty nine percent of that's the vote. crazy it was yeah. way, way more than way more than were like Mises official members or whatever um, it was such a great victory for us. Uh, I literally was in tears like for much of the last couple of days. Um, most of it was lack of sleep, but also, I mean, it was just emotionally overwhelming. It was so cool um, seeing our team um, just kind of run away with this thing and really just kind of vanquish our opponents. I don't, I, I'm hesitant to call them enemies because these people are probably going to be working <laughs> with us. At least a lot of them will. I, I, I don't anticipate working closely with Star Wars in the future, um, but there's a lot of people who we're going to need to mend bridges with, is that the word meant build think. bridges, rebuild bridges, uh, whatever, whatever it is, I'm you not, know, make, I'm make not, amends. I'm with. not an engineer, James. 
Yeah. <laughs> I am. It's, it's, that's obvious. I mean, uh, <laughs> are you telling me the no sleeves since I can't be an engineer? Wow, it's fucking. Did you cut those yourself? <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Racist. The, the, the Angela vote was a relief because the, the two thirds uh, uh, adopting the agenda was so close. And so we were worried. And then, boom, that just hit. The emotional one to me, though, um, and, and she's been in the chat, is the Karen Ann, where we uh, reestablished her. And then yeah, she immediately you know, handed over the mic back to, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the guy's name, that did a good job. Uh, that was like, uh, that was like, kind of like got me. And then um, Brian's hand might've been on my lap too, but otherwise it was, it was, you know, it was emotional. So Meredith saying that fucking a bunch of LPCA ex-con rage quit over the weekend. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so many. I mean, the, the cathedral caucus burnt down. They, they sent out this giant. Dude, this, this, well, this, this I is posted, I posted that one on Twitter with the slideshow of everybody smiling and yeah. hanging out <laughs> the night of, and then it just has their Facebook post, and then the Sarwark hands and face. I'm like, boom. Here's Send what it. I've been saying, and we've all been, it's not just me, we've all been saying this, is go, okay, we're all so bad. We're racist, we're bigots, we're fucking this, 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 this. Out-recruit us. It should be really easy to out-recruit us. Right. Not only did they not out-recruit us, they didn't even come a third close <laughs> to fucking out-recruiting us. And then they fucking all rage quit on top of not out-recruiting us. And it's like, and then uh, you go to, again, like the Cathedral Post, right? They're giant on this Facebook thing, this giant, like, like they're, they're fucking like farewell sign off. Like it's, it's with tears in our eyes. And then it's like five likes. And then you right. look at the comments, it's us trolling them. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not even, like oh. no one cares because you guys don't have, there's no, you guys don't have support, which is my point behind this whole rant. You guys do not have support. No one gives a fuck. The same 23 of you or whatever the number is, 47 people that really care, you all fucking sit around and jerk each other off in your little circle jerk of your dumb ideas. And you, it's just the same, same exact group of people. They're not getting new people. If anything, they're turning people. So it's like, yeah, yeah, there's zero engagement. Just like in real life, just like online, just like wherever you go, we're better. That's just how it is. So one thing that I think uh, should be explained, and James or Tyler, either one of you probably know this a little bit better because I, I know the whole story, but probably better to have one of you lay it out. The, uh, the gala where the donations were taking place was one of the things that some of the people read about post-convention. Uh, talking about how there was like 1500 bucks raised or something. They left out the 37 lifetime members, which is kind of hilarious. But uh, one of the things that I heard kind of took place was that there was a gala event, but that they like, there wasn't an attendance of people who were really going to donate. And that was kind of made obvious. It was kind of thrown together. Um, it wasn't together. Was it's thrown together. It's been planned, but I mean, I, I don't think I don't know. James, did you go? I certainly did not. I wouldn't want to be caught I, dead there. Um, it had no know. interest for me. I didn't go. They have that event every convention, from what I understand. It's always a masquerade ball. Um, I knew one person with a ticket, and he didn't go. We went to dinner together instead. Uh, it's basically the you know party establishment doing right. party establishment things. I was say, and I think so that's anti what we are. 
Right. It sounds so. I mean, that's what they want to be, though, right? Like that's the regime libertarian. <laughs> they want to be the in DC with the reporters and the fucking left and right people being like, right, fucking gun control, whatever well, the fuck. And, <laughs> at the same at the same time as the gala is always what's called the povertarian pizza party, and the povertarians are you know the the libertarians who can't afford to buy the ticket to the gala. Uh, we're just going to pronounce gala, gala, and gala with every possible pronunciation gala. tonight, if we can. Um, and so the povertarian pizza party is sort of the class warfare version of of uh, of the the night two events and, and and that's a lot of fun i um some of the povertarians are pretty woke uh and so i you know i, I mean i don't i don't really hang out with them because i'm really just hanging out with the mises people and maybe that's to my own detriment but uh never those are kind of the night two events um for me it was dinner in bed because i was already just fucking beat I want to talk about uh, what you said there, Leighton, though, about the, uh, the them raising money. I don't know anything about that. All I know that is the they, they got, what, 300, 200,000 or so um, after the convention. So I don't know that that and the lifetime memberships, Leighton, um, had anything to do with that night's reporting. Uh, I just know like Toad, once, you know, Josh got in, he's like, boom, he did right. it. So uh, Toad I'm, was accounted in that. I know Joshua Smith uh, posted on Twitter that there were, at, at that point, at the end of the convention that night, 37 lifetime members, which is like $55,000. It's 1500 bucks well, a person. Yeah, it looks like, it, pull up Meredith's uh, thing there because it looked like she got a man whore. Yeah. I don't understand. I do not understand how this is possible. No. Meredith, I spent $1,268.95 yeah, on person? dinner. Did, did you buy oh, another? Of course. Man? No, yeah, we I don't actually do that in the Mises caucus. We're not buying. No, I meant, I meant for, 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 for sex. Man for sex. Oh, for sex. Well, I mean, yeah, we do. It I mean, I made that <laughs> meme about the brothel lines and used the communist bread lines on Twitter. Uh, but, but but she took it all the way, I guess. <laughs> uh, Jacob had a real question. Hold on. Let me get to it. Uh, he said, uh, serious question. Wait, was this? are you kidding? Or is this a joke? He's oh no! I'll question. talk about oh. this. I I know about this. I thought he was trying uh, to read, read the read the question. He said, for he said uh, "I heard someone named Ari. I guess was assaulted and filed a police report. Anyone know anything?" Yeah, so I can it was run like day one or two. I actually have a link to the so-called evidence video too that I can send out to people if they want to see it because it's unlisted on Adam Kokesh's channel uh, because it doesn't show anything. <laughs> but the, there's a. Uh, a supposed assault that took place between this one person uh, and another. It was on tape to an extent, the kind of commotion and aftermath of it. But from what I actually understand, there is really not much anything to go off of. Like the person hasn't been identified from what I understand, or if they have, it's not been made public. And I'd not, from what I gather there's a conflict of story going on but the story is that the person like grabbed their wrist and called them a freak uh and the the entire thing is <laughs> a little bit wasn't assaulted. <laughs> so yeah so i i don't know this person's history and i've heard that they have a history of this exact thing and like being kind of touchy-feely with people um, daniel says i so, heard bill Sorensen was shoved by someone there was, there was a few videos. Uh, there was something day one. Kokesh was involved or like film. No, that was maybe day two. He filmed the it. The Sorensen thing and the other one were at the same time, I believe, gotcha. in the same little kind of pocket. It was a dispute over filming. And I believe Sarwark was the one that they were filming. From what I understand, it was Sarwark's bodyguard that 
that showed why the bodyguard is bill. it was yes um, that's that's bill, what yeah, i was bill's, told bill's in the I minnesota delegation so he told us about it but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he sent me a picture of the guy so that I would have it on my camera too. It's I can uh, send you the video of it happening if anybody wants it. I mean, I, I we could technically watch it in here. I watched it on my show last night. Uh but it is it's interesting and I'm surprised that like to me the video is more evident of like his bodyguard being retarded and uh the <laughs> The um, CAH says the person, <laughs> she says the person in the wheelchair said they were assaulted. Oh, actually, you know what? I think this guy in a wheelchair at Dave's show that's the only one I saw, but it could have been more. Yeah, and you tipped it over to prove a point, but you well, know, apparently, was there's thousands of them in the crowd that <laughs> couldn't stand. That's all <laughs> I know. I needed a better chair. <laughs> yeah, hey, my the, wife the wants people, down. the number of people who simply can't stand up in that in that <laughs> convention had to have been such a large number that that Dude. you know, I mean. I, I didn't see too many of them. There was a lady behind me who was raising her little sign rather than standing. But uh, no one know. can. It, stand maybe it was on the other side of the, of the of the assembly. No one can stand up, and everybody's fucking diabetic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the takeaway. I mean, if you're diabetic, no, I'm not. But Jacob's if you're diabetic, he's retarded. You're planning for it. You're, you've got to take something into the hall there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there were a lot of people who needed to have their have their lunch right on. Yeah, time. bro, it's the libertarian wow. party. was all those fucking diabetic people. There. I said <laughs> on Twitter the the second day, the morning of the second day, I posted on Twitter. Can all the other fats remember their snacks this time? Oh, that was, <laughs> was uh, like, <laughs> who said who said that? That was me. That I was said, you, right? That was so funny. I that said was, that, that on Twitter. That was, yeah, Can all the you. other that was fats you. So remember funny. their snacks this time? I was like, <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ. I'm not going to lie. David Hines and, I, and the Idaho table did have gushers, and I really wanted to walk over and ask him for some. Uh, I resisted the urge, but I do I do love me some fruit snacks. James uh, just standing there on mic with a Bud Light and a thing of fruit snacks. <laughs> 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 That's how everybody felt, though. <laughs> they felt what James was doing. Like, I want to. That, that looks awesome. <laughs> I want to just fucking chug beer and fucking. James is like, I, I mean, am the mic. Mark Claire <laughs> talks about getting your shit together before doing this. And I'm like, okay, now you're already there. Prepare. I mean, it's not that tough to just get a candy bar <laughs> to take with you to the convention. Something. These are adults. And if you're a fatty, no offense if you guys are, um, you you know you need your shit. So um, it was a, it was a, once again, it was a tactic. Oh, was funny. <laughs> Uh, how was it when Josh Smith won? What was the awesome. room like? Well, I was thrilled, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean me that too. was that was that was contentious even inside the caucus. The uh, I know the the Discord yeah. was kind of blowing up with debate and things like that. Um, I I mean I I I was supposed to give I was supposed to give him give his nomination speech uh, from the stage to like bring in Dave Smith. But after I, I thought that I had destroyed a lot of my goodwill with the assembly on the first day. Um, apparently, I misread that, and people were still, you know, behind me. Why did you think that? Uh, well, because of my couple of motions that got shot down, and um, I was trying to bring motions from the floor, which is where you turn around and face the face the the. I keep wanting to say the congregation, face the body, face away from the chair, and like take the chair ship onto yourself. Um, but I did it wrong, and I felt foolish, and I just was kind of embarrassed after the first day. Um, I feel like I made made up for it on the second day, especially with a more cooperative chair. Uh, but yeah, it was. Someone, someone tried to make a con yeah. con do a condemnation of of him on the mic the first day, yeah. and that didn't go over well. 
Yeah, uh, uh, Karen Ann saying that uh, Joshua yeah. had no idea I was going to do that motion at the first meeting. Uh, that was what was that when she uncensored him or whatever? Yeah, they, so they yeah. they rescinded the censure and expunged the minutes. Expungement of the minutes is really kind of a cool little ceremony. What they'll do is Karen Ann, as the as the secretary, will take a line, uh, take a pen, and draw a line through the through the minutes where he was <laughs> censured. Cool. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't like it. Yeah. It doesn't like erase history. It's just like a, it's like a symbol. Um, you put one line through it so that you can still read it. Um, but it just shows like, Hey, we repudiate, we repudiate the previous boards. Centering means nothing. It's just like, we don't like what you said. It's like, all right, well, too fucking bad. (laughs) I think what happened to Karen Ann though is, is, was problematic because uh, my understanding is you get removed from a board like that or, or a committee, um, it can have implications uh, outside, you know, getting a right. job or something like this. So yeah, well, if that you're was a public important. figure, especially. Yeah. So that was important to redo. Um, Josh winning was, that was fucking like the big part for me. And it was such a contentious thing that I was screaming at the TV the whole time because, you know, I was, I'll be, I was very vocal about my opinions on who I favored. Me too. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I yeah. I had no qual. I, I was no qualms with going with you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like it's not even fucking. And, I thought it was important that um you know Angela won. She gets up there and, and for Eric, and then um Dave gets up there for Josh, which you couldn't have. You needed to one step up, you know, Angela, and it yeah. was Dave, and so it was perfect that Dave got up there and, and did a little speech for one. It showed that you can have division within our own ranks and yeah. be civil about it. Um, but then to have Josh come out on top was, um, was and, and he won by like yeah. a good amount too. So but like, we all worship the ginger Jesus. You know that, right? I mean, whatever he commands is what we do. And that's just, that's just the thing. <laughs> all the leprechaun, the sacred leprechaun. <laughs> he was going around there on day one with his, uh, green vest. And, and I was like, he's either going to get called over shoes. to the craps table to start dealing cards or <laughs> he's going to be a leprechaun because he looked like both. Uh, what, what it doesn't. Was another... It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't help that he's like four feet tall too. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so short. Uh, what, what were some other? Uh, what were some other big takeaways for you guys? Like the Mises uh, bash. Yeah, uh, the Ron Paul thing. Shit, yeah. I forgot about that totally. Like, how was that? It was great. They went in there. There weren't very many chairs, so we pulled chairs up. At least I did. And I'll just give a personal story on that real quick, and then I'll let James rattle on about it, which was uh, my wife. Um, her friend lives in Reno and her husband, and they're they're uh, interested in the Libertarian Party. So my wife had said, hey, come to this thing. Now, it wasn't a thing specifically for outsiders. It was, you know, we had uh, awards, and they so they were kind of bored with that. But they were blown away by Ron Paul, first of all, an old, you know, almost 90-year-old guy struggling to get up there, and his brain is super intact. And then Maj Ture blew them away. He pushed back, and he gave kind of a, oh, you think you guys are going to celebrate? And he even said, hey, stop clapping at one point. And he gave a kind of a come to Jesus moment uh, of like, uh, this is the real world. You think you're going to be good? You know, try the urban community. Da, 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 da. So I thought it was uh, fantastic. So it was interesting from a person that wasn't um, just Mises, uh, s- you know, stacked to uh, and their interest in it. So James well, uh, or Layton, uh, Layton, I did get to to listen uh, because uh, somebody recorded it, released it right after it happened. So I was able to listen, and the audio was pretty decent, which I was happy with. Uh, Maj's speech was fucking amazing. Yeah, that was that was just what I kind of wanted to hear. Actually, that's something that I've talked about a lot is like kind of just involvement in 
general just getting involved in neighborhoods like that in general and kind of doing the door knocking kind of stuff but in a more urban aspect you know which is something that i think he is explicitly really good at so having somebody like that that can educate people on it is something that i'm really excited about and i want to see him speak in person he's somebody i haven't seen speak yeah uh what was ron paul's like message just like we're doing it <laughs> like it was like the 3.0 like what was his like overall fucking attitude whoever so I, I just to give my kind of experience it wasn't much of an experience i was uh out in the convention hall with audrey um and i think pablo serato <laughs> and a few of other a few of the other sort of lgbtq sub caucus of the mises caucus um getting high so uh, i don't know what was going on during the speeches i do know that my good friend uh, candidate for mayor of Minneapolis, Nate Atkins, won the best candidate award in the in the Mises Bash award. So that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, I'm going to probably have to rewatch the speeches. I remember Maj and thinking, wow, this guy is really sounding harsh. Uh, so I didn't I didn't pay too much attention. And then by the time Ron Paul was on the stage, I, I was just completely out of it. Uh, I know. I remember I was sitting with Ben Sievers from PA. And that's about it. The, so the, someone uh, else will have to recap the speeches for us. I mean, Next thing not. you remember, you woke up with Bill Cosby, and the rest is history. <laughs> it was I, absolutely you don't insane. Wake up with Bill I don't Cosby. know. There weren't that many Cosby. The they did an awards thing, and one of them was the tweet of the year. And I think I'm trying to remember who it was, but I think it was the the star of David uh, one that um, blew up the internet. You know, right when uh, what are you going to have? Uh, a pass on your chest that's a in the sh- in a yellow star or something like right. that anyway that from new hampshire i think that was new one hampshire. of those yeah i think that was the one that won uh, um audrey audrey in the chat just reminded me that we watched ron paul together and it was a spiritual experience it was a spiritual experience for her because it was the first time she had ever seen uh you got cut off wow you got cut off so off. emotional. His joke got cut off. Look at that. <laughs> um, he's frozen with Asian he's fro- eyes. He's fro- <laughs> <laughs> Ron Paul was good though. He, uh, okay. he did a you know kind of ripped on one side and the other and talked about how they'll argue on on the floor like you know the Senate or, or the House and then they'll go out and eat, and eat with each other and be all buddy buddies. So uh, for me, so I'm come from the right and my wife's friend was more of a lefty so she can it was amazing because you can both you can see where he is oh he's ripping the left but he's also hit ripping the right so she had points to um he was great oh james left us no no i, I took him out uh, he could come back oh, when he comes back yeah. I, it was weird just him being on the screen just being like <laughs> so, there you go yeah, he, he just he just got kicked out himself <laughs> come back in um Layton, so what was your takeaway from like as a viewer? Because you watched like way more than I was able to. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, Uh, you watched like everything. So what did you take away as a viewer? Like you felt like you had to be there to get the whole experience, or you felt like you got no. I mean, ultimately, what you're trying to get is the results. But you know, I think the the what happens on the floor is substantive because you're you're trying to see what the sway of the numbers are. You know, what everybody's kind of reactions are to certain things. My big thing was Joshua. I was texting people literally why they were on the floor trying to get them to, to vote uh, specific ways and things. So, you know, it's that's but uh, even though I'm not there, I think there's, you know, there's organizers that 
can't make it to things all the time. I really wanted to go to this one. It pissed me off. But I've kind of vouched myself now to going to DC. So, oh I yeah, I mean, schlep my ass to that uh, horrible place. I've never been there, but it I, sucks. <laughs> I just hate the idea of going to DC in itself. <laughs> it's not great. It's real. It's a, it's weird. So it's like it's a shithole. <laughs> downtown dc is a shithole like, it's not nice it's, it's, it's i think garbage. the thing that always made me think dc was a shithole was the fact that i never have heard and you can correct me if i'm wrong i've never heard of a single stand-up special that i respect or like that's been recorded in dc i don't think there's one did Chappelle do one down there uh... oh Chappelle might oh. have actually fucked that might be true he might but I can't one. think of a single other one. There, that... There's one. There's one, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, fuck. I just the only reason I know it was in D.C. was because first he addressed the crowd as our nation's capital. Like, how you doing, our nation's capital? And then Robin he was also, Williams did one. He was talking about how clean the subways are in D.C. compared to NYC, and that's all I remember. Might have been like John Mulaney, or maybe. <sighs> He Mike Birbiglia like or somebody? That would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> he does dress like a fed, doesn't he? DC is uh, here to do a stand-up special in. They have, they have like one club, I think. Like yeah, one comedy a, club, that's yeah. it. I don't trust a town that doesn't have good stand-up. They might have two. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm holding out for Hannah Gabsby to be there to go see her. <laughs> She's great. How dare you? Uh, is she? No. <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well say Brendan Shop. <laughs> that's a different. That's we, we could do a different episode about that <laughs> and oh, talk about Jesus that for fucking four hours. Uh, how many people rage quit when they were there? How many people did people just leave when they were there? Like, do you guys notice a drop off of like attendance? Yeah, like, day by day. Like, Brian McWilliams didn't show up for day two. Dave Smith, I, I caught him in the lobby as he was walking out. On day uh, day three, whatever the the Sunday, so you know he's like, "Hey, job's done here." Boom, boom, boom. Uh, so it was more thin, but I think it was thin on both sides. I uh, when Karen Ann shut down um, Sarwak, he just rage ran from the mic. I think he still was there, but he he like almost like he was rage quitting at that point. Um, that was Karen Ann banished him. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> both 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 the actual secretary and the uh, like fill-in secretary got to chair for a little bit. I was really surprised by um, John John, what's his name? His name is uh, Thank you, John Wilford. I was surprised by his chairing abilities. He was actually pretty good at swinging the gavel and manning the mic. Uh, and of course, Karen Ann was just a fucking boss. I. I the, that did not surprise me, but I was very pleased by it. Um, she actually, she actually uh, uh, called one of our points of order out of order from the Mises caucus. It might've been actually my, my motion. And then Brody from Massachusetts, I think, or maybe Andy Buckovich from Colorado appealed her decision, which was, Oh no, it was Andy. I remember his face. He appealed her ruling and um, felt so bad about it. <laughs> and I don't blame him. I wasn't going to do it. Uh, but you know she she was very professional about it and it oh yeah, she was great it, and that's what we love about her right is kind of the fairness well I, i'd rather be fair like like since we took over pa and you know our XCOM is all mises now like like we get called out for shit sometimes and i'm like like our guys are like oh yeah you know what that's fair like we'll try to fix that or we'll do better as opposed to like we used to do that to the old guard they'd be like you guys you're complaining like we don't do that like we don't have time it's like 
Okay. <laughs> well, that's why you're out of here. Like you take zero accountability. Like they would always just try to shove us out. So it's always that thing of, of it's like, yeah, now it's our turn to be fair and don't do what they did. Right. That's don't be hypocrites. It's like a big peppy of mine. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad we get called out for shit. If we're wrong. Um, what's your face passed out, right? Whitney Violet. And then. So uh, the chair on the first day, the, that hurt yeah. Whitney. <clears throat> yeah. well, we tried to, vote to have her replaced by Molman. And then he gets up there and he's been involved in this whole thing, I think behind the scenes. And he's like, I don't want to accept it. So you're like, Ooh, rat fuck too. And then, you know, it just happened to be, uh, you know, coincidental that she <laughs> ear, eardrum breaks and whatever. And then he comes in and he was so much different. I mean, it was, it was night and day between the two of them. And, um, you can see why we were trying to get him in position in the first day. And especially when she did that two thirds one where she's like, Nope, doesn't pass. And then you, it does pass and even barely, but I mean, you can't eyeball that and say, no, we just got to go to a vote. You know, um, that's when you realize, oh, she was, she was full of it too. So I heard it was a ruptured eardrum who at the convention drove their own vehicle and has a large horn. (laughs) And it was his uh, needle. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you think, uh, we go from here? What's the next step? What's the Gross. next big move for us? What do you guys think? You know, I, I was listening to the Reason Roundtable podcast, and they were all disappointed, except for Why? Nick. Why? <laughs> I, I, I listened to all kinds of stuff. And and I even t- I told Nick when I was talking to him, I said, you know, I said, I, I love your podcast, your interview stuff, but you're the only one that's even sensible on the roundtable. And he goes, right. And now may, he might have been just joking with him, but I'm listening again last night, and they're all like, oh, it's so disappointing. You're just a bunch of men in there. And I'm like, all the guys I was sitting around, Shane Kiss, Dustin Miller, uh, James Brown, uh, McWilli- Brian McWilliams, all have wives that are g- kind of pushing in this. So we may be representing it, but we're not just single men. And Dave gets up there and preaches about being um, a family man or you know, like, uh, having someone and, and being this kind of person that you can be respected and that kind of thing, I think, is going to motivate and it's going to carry the party when you have young guys coming in or girls, but you come in with, you know, their spouses, their partners or what have you and building this kind of thing going forward. So um, I think that's where we're at. And I think we got to keep the, the, the pedal down and raise the money and then kind of be uh, empowered by this. Yeah. Anybody else want to add? I'll, I'll go. Uh, yeah. I'd say. For me, uh, it's a combination of a short-term growth, meaning you got to have a period where we bounce back from losing what little bit of people we did and everything, gearing up messaging, which is the biggest thing for me, uh, getting, yeah, yeah, <laughs> grow and keep on winning. Well, ultimately, that is all the the general goal of this whole thing. But if I were to kind of put it in a you know a little more detail. Uh, yeah, that's a big thing. So, like, messaging, getting more people involved. Oh, God. <laughs> Meredith thinks we need tons and tons of gays. <laughs> Meredith also spends $1,280 on a check, so I don't know if right. we should take her judgment. Yeah, maybe her financial. <laughs> she had loop all as her dessert. I mean, that's an expensive meal. <laughs> she ate it off of a hooker. That's what right. she didn't that's tell what, us. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. it is. The pudding it's, was only seven cents. So the hooker was twelve hundred. <laughs> she said it was for ten people. She means that it was ten individual pieces of sushi on ten individual hookers. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I just got. Yeah, yeah. We're like, what'd you eat? She's like, sushi. We're like, that's expensive for sushi. She's like, I ate it off a naked Japanese woman. I don't understand. Hundred bucks eat your a sushi. piece for the hooker. Twenty for the sushi. 
<laughs> like I eat my sushi like an '80s businessman. How do you eat your sushi? Uh, this is the Wolf of Wall Street. What movie are you living in? <laughs> then she just hits her. <laughs> but I think it's just uh, it's growth. It's it's getting some growth going, and and then which is already happening. You know, I think we're already seeing that kind of post. I talked about on my show last night. We had we had uh, sticks, uh, Strex and Hammer, and um and the Rakeda talked about it on his stream in front of a bunch of people yeah. um thanks to a super chat it is already being talked about in these other circles that were at this point sort of outside of the LP because of the way that they had gone kind of woke so i think we're going to see over the next 6 months or so with the new messaging and everything come on a lot of growth um and that's good. And then we need to turn that into money and campaigning and turn that into a big push in 2024 to do this whole thing over again, but even bigger and to get an actual, you know, some candidates and things like that going as well as getting obviously the movement in like more media. That's important too. Yeah, I think I, that's something that the, the last LP just completely fucking well, took a we, shit on. You think we could get, we think we're going to get malice to run the Twitter. Not it would right. be cool, but I don't think so. Like they might give him, they might give him the keys to it. But I no one individual is going to get the the keys to no, Twitter. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't mean, right. I don't mean so. Like that. I mean, like he's going to be in there. One I'm, of the people who. Yes, I think he'll probably be one of the people who has the ability to post every once in a while. That's because it will be fun. He is specifically good at going after individuals and responding to people, and. Having somebody like that in your back pocket is great. I mean, basically, when he goes after somebody on Twitter, it's like a, you know, and malice fits in your back pocket, so it works. <laughs> uh, but it, it uh, you know, having somebody like that around who's good at social media, like talking back and forth and bickering, is good. No, I think it's know. important for, for sure. Uh, did, didn't we already raise like almost four hundred grand or something like that? That's what they're that, saying. That's a yeah, lot of money. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot that's of fucking money. You had that we had talked about. I think it was four hundred thousand, and then the uh, the and that was not including lifetime memberships and all that other stuff. Mm. So we are in a better. I mean, we're we're in a good position. Like I, I'm really excited for the future in general because I think at this point, regardless of what we focus on first, we're in a good place to do it. You know, much better place than I think some people expected. I think a lot of people expected more reing post reno and i talked about on my show last night i know some people disagree with me but i think it's been pretty timid i mean it's been like i think collectively maybe 50 posts on facebook i've seen of people bitching and that's about it uh, like, because again it's the same exact group of people yeah and that's exactly what you you you've you know you've said and i think you know the, there are some establishment libertarians that are pissed that will voice their opinion but I also think those people are smart enough to keep it more towards a, you know, business role and less of a social media game. And so those are the people you have to kind of debate against and kind of convince or work around versus these loser brigade types who are just now useless. Like there's no reason to even core with them anymore. Well, as, as I told you a few of you guys already, but like, you know, Pennsylvania, they started the Keystone party because, you know, <sighs> They they just want titles, yeah. They just yeah. want to be able to call. They have two secretaries. 
they uh, both have dyed hair. Well, <laughs> be, to to be fair, the LP had two secretaries for the last few months too. Yeah, but I, a national party makes sense. <laughs> a, a state party that you just started with seven people doesn't really make sense. But if you all want a title, it makes hey, sense. Hey, right? hey, the hey, hey. John Waldenberger is a member of that, right? That's who I was refer referencing. He counts as two members. He's one That's of eight. <laughs> well, give him one of the secretaries. And when I say one of the secretaries, he's like, oh, then there's secretaries. three secretaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, finally three? he finally blocked me on Twitter. Oh, I have him blocked. I, 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 well, I didn't for the longest time because he was in my county. Like he was in my physical county, and to keep the whole base to like trying to play nice thing, I, I didn't. But uh, I kind of broke him over the uh, woke plank getting taken out. Yeah, I, I blocked him because I called him out on swamp creatures and said I would sumo wrestle him in the parking lot of the convention, and. Uh, like we'd throw money down the whole nine yards. I wanted to fucking film it, make it a whole thing, and then he like bitched out. What, 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 yeah, yeah, he he, uh, you know, uh, because he's a dishonest piece of shit. I was gonna get this the wrestling caucus <laughs> to do it, man. <laughs> so it would have been it, dope. <laughs> you know, he got he got kicked out of Montgomery County in my uh, MPA as, sec as secretary because he was lying about like he was like falsifying minutes and shit, and then. He's now the he's one of the Keystone Party yeah, secretaries. He has to falsify minutes. He's got to remove the space in between. He wasn't paying attention when he was eating snacks. <laughs> yeah. I just want to like... stay on the woke stuff. Um, Magoo, a, a friend of mine, uh, yeah, ignore the rant. Yeah, uh, he made a comment on Twitter today, which I thought was great. It was kind of the Mises guys pushing back against the the woke. You know, someone's calling him an alt writer or Nazi or whatever, and then they're defending it. And it's like I think at this point. Uh, maybe the the process is just ignore that. I mean, I uh, Angela had been on Reed's show, and she's like, "Look, one of the best things you can do after this whole election, soon, assuming we take it, is just get yourself off of those Facebook groups." And I did that. I was in some stupid yep. non delegate or delegation. Yep. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm out. I don't really care about yep. that anymore. I'm just done with this, and I'm not going to even respond to these stupid. Uh, people calling us alt writers or you know some crazy shit that they do, uh, and it's just like your your piddles, you're nothing, and just push forward. Uh, the second thing I would say though is that Dan Smot's video that he did for the Mises Bash. I don't know if you've seen it. When they sync up the comments with he and and Ron Paul, it blows me away. It, it's <laughs> like it's like electric. It's um, yeah, I, I want to give Dan credit because I hate him, but right, yeah, no, he's <laughs> 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 but you know Dan's very talented, and I hate that I had to say that out loud because he. he I don't like how I roasted him today, and then his roast got more likes than my initial roast. Yeah. I don't know why I tried. I just shared it down that road. <laughs> I got his phone number while I was there, so if you want me to dox him of some sort, I could do that. No, I could, I'm taller than him. I could beat him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, James, where do you think we're going with this? Well, I think the biggest priorities, so in addition, obviously, to messaging and getting the social media you know, up, set up and stuff um, and and all that, I think that affiliate relationships is going to need to be one of the biggest priorities. Uh, I've been talking with some of the Minnesota people and the, you know, the, you hear a lot in the LNC board, um, like the, 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 what do you call it? The business list about sending money to States for ballot access and stuff like that. And Minnesota just failed to get four statewide candidates on the ballot because we needed 2000 signatures and we didn't really know how to do it. Um, after the Mises kind of took over the state board um a lot of our a lot of our more seasoned experienced people dropped out um either they're you know they left the party completely or they're just not 
not ret not returning emails and things like that. So we didn't really know the best practices. And I, I think that probably a little bit of money to hire some professional canvassers might have been helpful, but nobody knew how to do it. We've never accepted money from National Party. We, we have historically been sort of anti-national. Um, our former chair's big thing was to say it's not our not our circus, not our monkeys. And the only role of the National Party is to give us a presidential candidate. Every that four seems years. a bit I, racist. Well, I didn't say <laughs> it. But, um, no, he's super woke. Like, uh, he, not nothing against him, but like he was. You know, I mean, George Floyd happened in, in Minnesota, and he was so he was like in the streets marching with uh, with Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Um, which you know, I mean, if he wants to do that, more power to him. Spike was doing it too, but uh, he was trying to you know, make issues coalition That's gay. and stuff a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I so anyway, it. anyway, I think reaching out to affiliates and then also um, the region one statement of collaborative intent between all of their states. I think that getting that to kind of spread throughout the other regions, the ones who are amenable to it anyway, um, so that states are helping one another and not relying necessarily on national, but also not necessarily relying entirely on themselves is going to be really helpful as well. So I'm going to be pushing for that in Minnesota and Region 6 um, going forward. Otherwise, uh, you know, like y'all like y'all said, getting the messaging on point and attracting new members. Yeah, I think that's, I think, yeah, I agree with everybody. You, everybody had, you know, valid points and everybody's right. We just attract new members, growth, get money. Get money, get bitches. <laughs> bitches, get money. <laughs> yeah. um, can you put up Daniel's uh, Daniel W's? Uh, uh, we have a story about that. Yes. So Daniel says it's clear that between that and Dave helping Ron Paul on the stage, Ron has kind of passed the torch to Dave. So Saturday morning, I go downstairs, and Dave is there, standing there with Ron Paul, and you know, no one's around him. Uh, a matter of fact, is when I met uh, met Daniel. Um, he came up and said hi, and then we both walked over there. And Daniel and and Dave is talking to Ron Paul, and Dan McAdams is there. And Ron Paul is telling Dave, um, "You're the next guy." You're basically telling him, "I'm passing the torch." And Dave is all humble. No, it's you. And it was this amazing. And I took a picture of them as this conversation is taking place because Ron Paul's leaving, and he's telling Dave, "You are like the new spokesperson of this party." And That's I'm crazy, dude. I, I was, I get goosebumps thinking back That's on, cool. and then Ron Paul turned around and I shook his hand and he's just, they threw his jersey at you and was like, keep it up. Mike threw my coffee down through over his Coke and chugged it. Seven sacks later that night. Right. This is why I'm saying the convention shined on me. I had so many amazing moments of this little world of ours. So he had a gay experience with Nick Gillespie and he got this yeah. history made with Ron Dude, Paul. Yeah, that's, a real, that's, a, that's a really cool, uh, that's a really cool Dave Smith, Ron Paul thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really I asked cool. Nick Gillespie because it was like, I, I we're standing over there and he's doing his interview. And I said to Reed, I go, I've always wondered why he wears the black jacket. So then Reed calls him over there and asks him that question. And then I asked him, you're in a, you're in a situation, you're making love. Is the jacket on or off? And uh, I'm not going to tell you what he answered. Why does he wear the black jacket all the time? Um, he said he wanted to be a little different. It was kind of just, you know, the Johnny Cash thing in a literally sense. Literally not different. Literally old as fuck, but okay. And, <laughs> and literally couldn't be an older fucking cliche thing, but sure. Okay, Nick, that's, that's so fucking late. And, and I said to him, I said, are you pigeonholed in this like a, an actor that's, you know, got a certain role and he can only get that? And he says, 
I have worn this jacket in 106 degrees going, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but I'm stuck wearing it. So he was, mo- he was super based talking to him. It was a fascinating conversation. So that's like, that's I had like a Jack- buddy of mine who lived in Atlanta who wore a fucking leather jacket, like everywhere he went. And it was like, it's Atlanta. And I'm like, yeah. are you what fucking you, suicidal? What are you trying to, you trying to prove? Yeah, well, no, really? Are you better than me? <laughs> fuck you. I don't wear sleeves. <laughs> Nick kind of informally, Nick kind of informally interviewed me in the line at the uh, at Rosie's Cafe for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how well I performed. I'm glad it wasn't like you know for reason or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was nice. It was nice meeting him. Um, like you were saying, Tyler, he's really the only one with any sense on the roundtable, especially post COVID. You know, when Catherine Mangu Ward took mm-hmm. over as editor in chief of Reason, I was so excited because oh my Anarchist. god, this. This fucking this yeah exactly this was back when like ANCAP versus Minarchist was like the big debate and so you know after years of Matt Welch and Nick Gillespie the you know kind of wishy washy centrists uh, we're finally getting some you know Rothbardian chick and she has done nothing but disappoint and I and her, and her her thing the on the her thing on the on the roundtable today which I I don't listen to the roundtable very much anymore but um, I, I listened today just because I knew I was going to be on here and I wanted to kind of hear other people's recaps. She she said something like, "Well, I don't I don't like Mises because they don't sound like me." Like, well, I mean, that's bitch. What get, the fuck get, does that get mean? right then? Jesus, that's a like, child. I don't know what to say. That's a truly childlike thing to say out loud as an adult. Like, I don't like it because they don't think like I do. Now imagine that, but an adult said it for real, <laughs> like in a real <laughs> interview. That's a crazy thing. It's it's like, yeah, man, that's life. <laughs> we, we imagine that a potato didn't say it. <laughs> She, yeah, she said she was disappointed. She goes, I was thinking beforehand, maybe you know this be okay, but she goes, when it actually happened, the takeover, I was disappointed. And then um uh not Nick, uh Matt Matt makes a comment of someone, his Twitter thread, and he goes, All I'm telling you is, you know, there's this guy's like, I'm leaving the party now, or something. Da, da, da. And he goes, All I'm telling you is read the reactions from the Mises people in there, and that'll tell you everything you need to know. And I'm like, no, it's it's like when Trump wins or someone else wins, you and you celebrate and you're a little over the top because you guys, if it had happened the other way, we oh. would have been vilified. Oh. Hey, hey, by the way, uh, I want to. Yeah. I just sent you a DM with some reactions of Mises people Dick, after winning, Dick. and it's pretty funny. The longer one is the one that was edited by Magoo, and it has a different audio on it. The original one is the shorter one, and it has Clint in it, and it's pretty funny. Liberty should, Lockdown. Should I play the first or second one? Play the play them both. Play all the right, first right, one right, first. All right, all right, all right. The shorter one. All right. Hold on. I'm fucking slow as fuck. Hold on. <laughs> this right. is how I do on my street, too. It takes me three years. White people. Of course. <laughs> By the way, this doesn't look good for us. <laughs> this is hilarious. This this looks exactly. <laughs> okay, but play the it's next just, one now. It's post bash. I mean, you know, they're partying. Who fucking cares? No, no, bust the balls. Well, I'm uh, someone online was like, "Oh, look, this is the new party," and I'm like, oh, "Is it?" Uh, I, was, I was just kidding. Uh, the next one is. is... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chariots of fire. <laughs> this looks so absolutely hilarious in slow motion. This, this looks like a scene in Role Models, the movie. <laughs> like it does, it's like a, a bunch of autistic kid kids dressed up in <laughs> fucking LARP gear, trying to like be like, "Oh my god, a girl!" <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I just love that Clint is in the background of this entire thing screaming into the microphone. <laughs> Oh, shit, man. pretty funny. It was one of the funnier clips I saw from that night. Yeah, it's wild. What a fucking that was ridiculous. wild, wild Why did you make me watch that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a white guy, I was embarrassed. You know, I was very... I, but I'm also glad I saw it, because I was totally going to make fun of Clint now. <laughs> 100%. But we, we did that last week. Last week. We did. We did. We did do that. But I kind of didn't because I felt bad because they're my friends. <laughs> I was looking more forward to karaoke. I was looking more forward to karaoke on Sunday night than anything else. And I was so exhausted. And like uh, Avins O'Brien will tell you, like I walked up to her and I sounded drunk. Uh, I hadn't had a single drink, but I was just so delirious. And like, like I said earlier, like I couldn't stop crying. It was just such a weird, weird day. Um, so I went and said hi and bye to everybody and then went straight to bed. But uh, I would have done my incredible rendition of Walking in Memphis for you guys if uh, if I had had oh, any more energy. Great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Meredith says that you forgot her. Meredith, I even forgot you tonight on this stream. I was like, wait a second. Is that the same chick? Um, so... I apologize. Is that the it one that like ate it. sushi? I can't remember. I, Meredith, I am curious. There were so many people who did that there. Meredith, <laughs> when we met in person, was that before or after the $1,200 dinner? Uh, you were at the bar by then, so I don't even know. We're not, we, don't need to wait. we don't need to wait the 10 seconds for her to answer that. I have no idea. Uh, I met Meredith, and I tripped over my handbag I had, and, and she, she was able to hold me up, so that was very nice. Tyler, I don't think there's a lot about it. Just just just, Clint, Clint did a write-in for me for a judicial committee. I was yeah. proud of that. Yeah, we learned that Tyler carries a purse and then is also light enough for a woman to easily catch him while falling. It, it was actually my my work briefcase, which is pretty stellar, I must say. You, you said handbag, though. <laughs> you, you, the fact that you called it a you handbag said that. is we didn't, the problem. That was going to make fun of you. You, you said handbag. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's this leather briefcase shoulder thing. Same it's briefcase. A, just say Tyler, that. what kind of what kind of law do you practice? Just out of curiosity. A uh, family, bird, oh, cool. and and estate bird plan. Law. Do you, do bird you law. stand up for father's bird rights? Law. Right. Are, are no. you an, are you an MRA? MRA. What's that? Men, men's rights activist. Do you do you, no, do you go to bat for both. the dads? No, there's there's a there's a law firm in town that you know talks about all that, but whatever. They're just they're not that great. I do everybody. You got uh, money. I'm a I'm a money rights activist. Same same. Do you do uh, law? What do you do, James? I don't do law. Jesus. No, I, I'm a technical consultant for a software company. It's the farthest thing from law. As you, although I did talk to Beth Vest, and she went to law school online at a school up here in the Twin Cities. Um, my like I, did, I don't want to say this publicly because if my mom ever catches wind that I'm considering it, uh, she'll just never let me hear the end of it if I don't do it. But um, I'm actually considering doing that program because I have always thought that I would enjoy law um i'd certainly enjoy parliamentary procedures so why not take it to the next level right and why not do it that's what i was gonna do before i fucking that's what we need is more attorneys this is this is another one of these like you guys are fucking nerds was it the school of law remember when she used to have all these online uh truckers assistant no others yeah am i just way too old for this no i i remember it from when i was little um yeah, TV VCR repair truckers. If uh, I become programming, yeah. it would be some some uh, career, and then their assistant, like truckers assistant. 
Is if I a become a stamped envelope to this address to receive right. your catalog today. If I become a lawyer, my name's going to be easy. I just got to drop the Leighton altogether, keep the Jewish last name Radner, and then go by my middle name. You'll keep a. You'll <laughs> keep, keep a Radner at law. <laughs> the oh Jewish Jew be, that has ever Jewed. You'll be booked for 2057. <laughs> Right. I don't know, man. You probably have to leave Alaska for that, though, right? Yeah, there's not a law school in the state of Alaska. You can't really? get a law degree here. But then you'd you'd probably get a lot of Jewish clientele, and that might that might be a how little. That, wait, how does that work then? How do you, how are the lawyers in Alaska? They have Just to get law bar. degrees other places, and then pass the bar and do all that shit. You just have to go to law school somewhere. Oh, so dumb. Because someone who goes to Yale, they don't necessarily practice where you know wherever Yale is at. They go. To Get past the bar in your state. Yeah, the trick in the way, did you, did every you know state that, has one. Is my point. Did you know that Catherine Mangu Ward went to Yale, Tyler? No, she did. Jesus Christ. So did G.W. Bush. <laughs> the trick is, you get a good Jew lawyer in Seattle, and then you have one that yeah. can cross do cases in Alaska, which is all the good ones can. And that's 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 yeah. They're probably multi-jurisdictional has. at that point. I mean, if you're going to do Alaska, you don't want to just pigeonhole yourself up there. Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't know. I feel like if you live in Alaska, you're like, I'll just do Alaskan law. Right. Right? <laughs> like you got a polar bear. I don't know. <laughs> that's, fuck, fuck I would I would it. imagine all laws are ninety percent moose and polar bear related. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of stabbings and shootings. <laughs> I, uh, I uh did you guys see that video? Oh, totally relevant to anything we're talking about all night, but that video of that moose chasing that bear and the bear. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. by the way, yo. Moose, moose will fuck shit up. I keep telling or, people. I that. know, I know they can. No. I'm an animal nerd, but they are. I, I didn't realize the disparity of size between that moose and bear was psychotically Dude, giant. A big bull male moose is fucking huge, I and mean, they are more aggressive yeah, than most that, bears. That bear that just... was running full speed, and that moose was easily keeping up with it. That bear was like, "Yo, I'm out." A bear ran away like a bitch. From yeah. moose. <laughs> so you you're you're bare hand fighting a moose now, not the no, cheetah, no, no, no. whatever the fuck you did crazy. before. It's cheetah, and don't be crazy. I will die from a moose. Yeah, you know I don't like so the the patriots, will, the patriot. You, uh, you can definitely kill. Thing, right? <laughs> you can definitely kill a moose with a knife. I can uh, I kill anything with a knife. Like in this at the point. Uh, the point is, I can kill for sure a cheetah with uh, my bare hands. Oh, we've I talked about this. Yes, this. I agree they with are you. 40 pounds. They're, Thank you. They're there's not only one way to can choke a cheetah to death. Someone I get a cheetah. Pop a cheetah's eyes out of its dumb, cute face. I, I'm ready to watch. I'm confident listen, that I, I don't can pin and choke this, a cheetah. You guys are going to make me kill a cheetah, and that's your fault. That cheetah <laughs> is on your hands because you just won't take my word for it. <laughs> It's your fault. You, I think and, you guys want to see cheetahs die. Me and uh, you guys and, are crazy. Can I ask the question? Start a live yeah. stream driving through the desert with a truck. Safari. With in the back. Safari, yeah. <laughs> I captured seven cheetahs. I'm going to kill them each for you now, Tyler. This is your fault. Now seven cheetahs have to die. This is the last seven they had. <laughs> okay, Jack Hanna. Um, so, uh, James, wh- I, I've asked people this question. Uh, what was your most interesting person that you met or the person you wanted to meet the most that you did? Oh, probably Funkhauser. No, not really. I mean, he was he was interesting. It was good to meet him finally. Uh God, I don't know. That's a that's kind of an on the Nick spot question. Sarwar. I've now I've met him before. Yeah. The thing is, like, I've been to these things and I've been traveling the country for the last two years, kind of going to these damn conventions. So I've met all the celebritarians, which is which is neat. Um yeah. but uh I don't know. I mean, I met you for the first time. That was awesome. Yeah, the first I, person I, to answer that, thank you. I've yeah. met James. <laughs> 
I've met Don't Tyler know. and I've met Adam. I've met everybody on this. Not in We've met Layton. Where did we meet? I've met every single one of you in person. When did we no, meet? No, actually, I haven't met Adam. No, I was gonna say we definitely never met. I definitely. No, wait. Were you at? You were? Were you at Tom Ward's two thousand? No. No. Okay, I did not meet you, but I met James. Okay. Um, and I did meet you, Tyler. I think were where? you? You were you at Tom Woods? No. Okay, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. So I've met one of you then. Dave Sorry. Casey. <laughs> Lay, no, that no, way, that way, zero is, to a hundred to zero, real quick. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and literally, as I was saying it, I was like, I think I'm literally thinking of somebody different Some in the podcast Ooh. space. But right. listen, here's the thing: I got. Bye, Karen. Uh, what? Where, who the fuck is Fuckhauser? He's a dude from Pennsylvania via Colorado back to Pennsylvania pretty soon. Joe, do um, I know this guy? Joe's my chair in box. Joe, do I know this guy? <laughs> Tell me if I know this guy. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't think I know who that is. Uh, his real name's Mark Kevin. If that helps, I don't know how long he's been going by Funkhauser, but like he goes by Funkhauser. Funkhauser so solidly that like even his convention name tag says Funkhauser. Who the fuck is Fun- Toad's name tag? Said Toad. I was impressed. I don't know him, Calvin. Thank if you. I had gotten one, I would have had to have made him say Chumley. I think you can it pick what your dad thing. says. It so that's. Uh, who else? So I'm, I, I know I've met Clint before, but Clint didn't remember meeting me the first time. So he gave me a huge hug and that was yeah. fun. Um, oh, at the Dave Smith show, Reed Coverdale, like saved me a seat next to him and uh, Liam, Liam McCullough. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. We sat behind uh, you. Yeah. That Reed's was pretty awesome. neat. Um, uh, Pablo Serrato, who you, you don't, you probably don't know him, but we've been Facebook friends for years and years and years. Uh, so it was nice meeting him. Um, you know, a lot of these people were just people I've been interacting with online forever. So, so have you ever like gone through your Facebook friend list, like really sparsed over that shit? Kind of. Hold on, Calvin. What's it? What's what's in two weeks at Vault? Sorry, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> Tell me what I that have, means. <laughs> Sorry, Lingo. I have never really combed through it, and I've got a decent amount of friends on there from the last like six years or so. Uh. And we, I started going through my friend list, and you, it, I, I think everyone will be surprised that you have a couple people on there. You're like, how did I become friends with somebody who's been like on Fox News a bunch, or like, like this writer yeah. for CNN that's like, like I've got people on my friends list who are like journalists, like journo bros for like. <laughs> like GQ and shit, and I'm like, where did these people come from? Yeah, just, just by doing comedy, you meet like really famous people sometimes, very casually though. Like you know, and, 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 and like I'll try to play like uh, sometimes, like, especially like at New York play like clubs, like you'll like run into like some celebrity like in the hallway going to the bathroom. And you're like, what's up, man? Yeah. What's up, Bradley I Cooper? I think it's because I worked, <laughs> like, in, I, worked like, in, I worked in restaurants and hotels, and you would just randomly meet people and shit and. The thing Facebook would always do back in the day was it would push whoever you would like be in the general vicinity of or interacted with throughout the day was how their algorithm worked. So I would just friend people and that's kind of how I grew out that little base on Facebook. And now it's like useless because if you post a link on Facebook now, it goes nowhere. <laughs> you you could post a link to a yeah. show and if you've posted a link that goes to another place but Facebook, it's not being seen by any Is that why you have to put it in the comments, they say? Yes, that's exactly yeah. why. What and even then it's throttled platform. to an extent. Yeah, I know it's a, which is like how how can like this how can we spread our podcast or like whatever or like shows a comedy Well, cuz I've got or... like 800 people on Twitter, right? 
So you'd think if I put out a YouTube link in a tweet, half of those people might see it throughout the day if I posted a day early. But you can go back and look at those analytics. I know that's not true. Because the interactions and the stuff just doesn't make sense. So you can you can kind of gauge what's being done there behind the scenes. It's like if but if you put a link to your YouTube thing in the second tweet below it, uh, it actually gets more traction and it'll be seen by like twenty to thirty percent more people. Tweet or Facebook post? Both, Both. Uh, tweet tweet will be oh. it's a lesser margin on Twitter, but on Facebook it's huge. Yeah, Facebook, it's always been, well, not always, but for the last several years. But yeah, I've started hearing about it on Twitter, too. I don't follow I don't follow my metrics or analytics or anything like that, so I don't really know. But uh, yeah, that's what I keep hearing. That's why, like, Piquinones, he'll he'll do his, he'll, like, put a screenshot of his of his podcast, but he puts all of his links underneath him in subtweet. They're not subtweets. What are they called? Like, comment tweets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they actually start doing that, thing. then. You yeah. build the thread. Yeah, it's build a threat. It's I, tried, so I don't know if this is an issue, but I tried to post my a link to my interview with uh, Mark Clare after his Mises Caucus thing in the Mises Caucus uh, group, and it never. I don't. know, Maybe they didn't approve it. They probably just didn't approve it. They hey, how did that go, it. Tyler? I didn't. I didn't listen to that. I'm a huge fan of Mark Mark Clare, and I I, I, I kind of have one foot in that post libertarian kind of thing. So yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to. Know yeah, me too. <laughs> I. I thought it went really well. First of all, he was super nice. And so I just had a good time and then, uh, you know, telling jokes and, and kind of had, but I, I pushed back on him, you know, as much as it's not a place for me to have a debate with him. It's just, it's over and done. By the way, I was really interested. I didn't know that you were a delegate, James. So I was happy to see you there. Cause I see online where you're kind of, like you said, one foot in and one foot out. Um, I thought it went great. I mean, check it out. I do a little um, a review of his thing and then he comes on and we, we talk about it. Um, cool. But yeah. Yeah. The last the last time I talked to Mark, he had not gone like full on. Uh, I guess, I'm not gonna say anti Mises, but you know he hadn't he hadn't made his full flip yet. So, uh, hey, is the Calvin in the chat? Calvin M. Yeah. To Adam. Okay. Great. Yeah. I, lo I love that dude so much. No, uh, that's a, Calvin. that's another person I've met a ton, but like hanging out with him this weekend was just great. He's yeah. he's one of my favorite people. Yeah, right, well, the post libertarians are fake and gay. <laughs> no i'm i'm no I, I was even saying this myself uh i was like i i feel like i have because like our whole our whole thing was like you guys can't do a good job so we could do a better job right well if we can't do a better job where do you go from there <laughs> i mean it can't that, get much worse so. i have <laughs> for sure yeah but i'm saying though that's why i'm kind of with you is like it's like hey if we let's say in five six seven years we're stagnant or nowhere or we're failing just like they did I'm gonna, I'll, yeah, I'm just gonna, be, I'm gonna have to be like, I'm just gonna stick with the philosophy and just fuck this political game shit. Like, what am I supposed? What do you do? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But that's how, that's how you know. I don't know who, who knows my, how I feel. My thing is kind of, I, I, I'm 51 years old. Okay, so I'm probably much older than no, all old of gay. No, I'm right. And, <laughs> and I've been uh, politically active since I was, you know, 18 or so in the Republican Party, and I've just had it. it. It's it's done nothing for me. You know, when you were fully in power not too long ago with Trump and the whole Senate and the House. What did you do about pushing back healthcare or whatever? It's it's a joke. So I'm like, uh, you know, you're like that that mom that's a whore out there, and I'm the kid that thinks that mom still loves me, and you know, dad and mom are gonna get back together. No, fuck you, fuck you, the Republican Party. So you're either going to say don't vote, or you're gonna say vote with the Republican Party, and that's to me. I mean, I'll push them on certain platforms and and people local that uh, you know. Someone is making a comment of uh, Here's the thing. Mark, Mark Lee or uh, Lee out in uh, Utah. You know, yeah, you push those kind of people, but we're not. You you do a libertarian to uh, swing the vote. 
Can you bring up that last message, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pete and Mark and everything, you know, the uh, Mark and Pete like to troll. There's too much difference between most libertarians and post-libertarians. I'm going to take this question because this is kind of the way that I prefaced it on my show. Uh, I don't have an issue with Mark. Mark's thing is completely separate. There was some pushback with Pete and me. He blocked me on Twitter. He blocked a lot he, of people on Twitter. He likes to Which troll. He likes to yeah, troll. But I have a certain etiquette to trolling that I run by and everybody else in my kind of circle that comes from my era the internet runs by. Uh, he broke that in many ways, <laughs> which I dislike. Um, and I talked about that deeply. I know some people in the libertarian space get that, and it's separate. It's a, it's an internet culture thing versus a libertarian culture thing. Uh, but I think the, the post-libertarian thing is useful in a lot of ways because you have a lot of Republicans that are on this fence, like the Rand Pauls of the world, like these influential people in the liberty space that are still Republicans. Like, that is a good portion of the Republican base is actually getting a little bit better in a way. And I know a lot of people hate talking about this, but like there are younger people coming into the Republican party that are pushing some of these older people out. And the more that that happens to the party, there's going to be kind of a shifting in the Republican space where I do believe there'll be more of an opening of Republicans that are like, I am more, I have more based opinions than the Republicans that are currently running the party. And the those people libertarians are trying to attract libertarians more than I think they're trying to attract. Yeah, but they fail at it. Like they're not successful. Yeah, so then, then it, me, it seems they're fruitless in a sense. Like, I, I it, get it, a lot of their concepts, but some of it's the, the message. At the end of the day, the GOP Mises side of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like their yeah. angle, the po that post libertarian angle is more of what I think is a, uh, apt applicable or applicable to that situation <laughs> applicable yeah sorry i'm a dumbass uh, applicable to that situation um is more so the gop mises saying we want to influence the gop we want to be like hey this is we want to move you more towards this angle because i think by them doing that they don't realize that's just going to push those people more towards us anyway at the end of the day because the republican party is never going to accept what is being what is what I think a legitimate view of like a GOP Mises or post-libertarian group. I just don't see the, the Republicans ever actually accepting that and putting it into practice. Like, and maybe that happens in the future, but at the same time, like we're doing the libertarian thing over here. So if those coordinate with each other, then that's a win-win for both of us. And who fucking cares? Uh, where there's conflict is like Tyler said, where, well, they're, trying to garner libertarians over to their movement above us. And it's like, well, yeah, the truth is they're just not winning at that, right? Like that's the marketplace ideas. And when we look at the results, like we just took the largest third party over and now have control of the, 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 the party. Like they have pretty much what they started with. And I think that's uh, why I like Buck Johnson. He comes across as sincere and he's doing his yeah. thing, his niche thing. Um, and he doesn't trash, you know, I mean, he kind of does, but not to the same extent. And I think that's ac acceptable. If you want me over there, you know, back in the early 1900s, uh, our whole country was very religious. Okay. So churches went after other people uh, by fire and brimstone. You know, you come over to our side because you're going to burn in hell if you don't. 
There were a bunch of Jewy fucks doing it too. That's the feeling I get from them rather than like saving you by, you know, convincing you. It's like, you're a piece of shit. You can't do all these things. You can't get your life together. So come over here with me. And I'm like, well, actually, uh, we're not going to stack up our lives against each other. But if we did, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah. I I mean, I I guess like uh, uh, who who just said it in the chat? Uh, You'll never know whether or not you can do a bad job until you try it. It's like, yeah, that's my point. Right? Like, Yeah, yeah, we can definitely try it. For sure. Like, You have to try it. I and that's how I would like do it. I, I encourage anybody who's curious to read Angela's uh, strategic plan, whatever she's calling it, strategic plan book thing. Um, I mean, it's it's really good. It's the first time that anybody's ever really strategized, which uh, I don't know why that's not really a thing in our circles. But uh, I think I think that in itself gives us um, kind of a leg up over yeah. the pre- oh, over absolutely. the predecessors. Speaking of Angela, uh, the Michael Malice interview with Angela is going to be premiering here in a couple of minutes. Um, over on his YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Here, right, um, guys, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on. Rena reset. Fucking, let's kick ass next. Follow year. me on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, give, give your plugs real quick so we all could go watch the other thing. Layton, go. Follow me on Twitter and check out Outlawed Thoughts on YouTube. Tyler. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R-J-A-N-K-E on Twitter, and check out my show, Libertarian Podcast Review. Uh, thanks, Leighton, especially Adam, for having us on. And James, once again, it was great to meet you. Uh, glad you yeah. uh, you didn't shun me. Uh, James? <laughs> uh, James LJ on Twitter. That's pretty much all you need. I, I host Blackbird. Um, I've really been negle- neglecting my audio feed, but uh, you can. I'll be uploading those soon. Um, and you can catch it live on YouTube. Uh, I'll be interviewing... Pavel, the crypto trader, this weekend, I think on Saturday evening. So make sure to tune in for that. Um, and yeah, thanks a lot, Adam. Nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, of course. Always, always. Uh, again, follow me, Twitter, uh, come out, see me, stand up, uh, go follow Cult of Us, download the shit. Uh, peace. Love everybody here. Um, bye. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.